Hi and welcome to Allegedly Fabulous. My name is Kevin Loftus and I am your host and producer. We talk all about pop culture, politics, true crime, personal stuff, and honestly just whatever comes up is the place of self-expression. You know what I mean? But everything is alleged, do not at me. So let's get into it. Thank you so much for listening. Let's chat. Love you. god how are you it's been a minute it's actually been two weeks i missed last week i did not record but like everybody can just like shut the fuck up and listen to the one of the episodes they haven't listened to yet because i know none of you have listened to every single one of them um sorry just very defensive off the bat but no i didn't record last week was fourth of july um and i ended up going over to Hermosa Beach with my friends Connor and Connor who I absolutely adore I'm sure they'll be on this at some point and I was a little bit nervous because I was like oh are there going to be any other gay people there is it just going to be us and a bunch of Trumpers because the further south you go in the LA area like the more Trumpy it gets especially by the water so and i was just like i don't want to fight with anybody on the beach do you know what i mean because they look at me and i'm visibly gay i just am especially when i step outside of west hollywood i'm just like a target and i was like i just don't want to have any fights with anybody today turned out we got invited to this party in like this like mansion in manhattan beach owned by a woman and her husband ellie i don't remember her last name ellie but she is a welsh influencer purse type person and she's been on selling sunset as like a friend of chelsea's chelsea tried to sell her a massive home in the palisades on an episode and i kind of remembered her from that because she's like sassy and has a british accent and i think she might have been on another episode or two but um she was there and her sister and all of their friends and a bunch of obviously totally random people all new to me and it was so fun it was just fun to be in a new environment and meet new people um and me and connor and connor are three single men and one of the guys at the party has a single gay brother and everybody was like he's such a nice guy but he just hasn't met the right person he doesn't go out to the gay bars or anything and we were like let's get him on the phone let's get him over here where is he so we're like let's facetime him and then i don't think he answered so then i think they recorded like video messages from each of us being like hey my name is kevin i'm five foot nine and i love sea fish and drawing literally um but we were just like having antics you know we were just trying to cause some drama have a little spice and we're all like having a laugh with it but anyway he ended up showing up at the party pretty much because he saw he was enjoying the attention 1000% and we put on like in the middle of the fucking living room and nobody was watching us this is my pet peeve we had about an audience of three for the whole thing but we put on a full like four round bachelor contestant style show for him so this man's name was Jared and he was like the bachelor and then me and connor and connor were the contestants and the sister natalie the sister of the host whose name is natalie she's fabulous um was the host and she did an amazing job and was so funny and she came up with all the questions like what's your like ranging from like what's your favorite drink to like show me how you eat this hot dog to like what will you do for Jared's 10th anniversary, yours and Jared's 10th anniversary? And the two Connors are so goddamn funny. The three of us were funny and we were just like bouncing off each other, kind of like Trace Amigas vibes from Real Houses of Orange County. Just like stupid and silly, but it was really funny. And our two audience members, I was complaining during the show, I was like, move us out to the pool put us on a stage like everybody at the party needs to drop what they're doing and watch this this is funny um but i was not listened to i was not heeded 
but that was really fun and obviously I did win um, maybe maybe the winning contestant deep-throated a hot dog bun maybe he didn't maybe he's a massive pick me that just did everything in his power to win because he relies on validation in moments like these I don't know just speculating but we had so much fun Okay, but my other personal news that I need to talk about is I joined the gayest gym in the world. It's called Crunch. It's in West Hollywood. If you are a gay listener in West Hollywood, then you'll know all about this probably more than I do. And this will seem like basic information, but it's just a little world that everybody needs to know about. So, and I've been talking about my little, like, you know, health and fitness journey on this podcast. So why not keep going? But you may know that I have been a member of F45 for the last year or so and that's like an Australian gym thing where basically they've got like a few classes in the morning a few classes in the evening and I would try and go once a day although that never happened and that's why I'm leaving but I would try and go once a day and like it's an organized hit class but like there's a good amount of weights and there's a good amount of like body movement and stuff and it's pretty like teamy and shouty and like they're all really nice they're very welcoming and it's just good for someone like me because or it was at the time when i started because i i love that you don't have to think i don't like to have to think mentally when i'm at a workout i just want to go in do my thing for 45 minutes work my little ass off and then leave and go on with my life and i don't want to ha- be having i want to put my brain on auto mode and so that was going really well for me like whenever I was able to be consistent with it for a couple of weeks it was having the impact I wanted in terms of my fitness um but I wasn't always consistent because I'm not a consistent person but especially in the last few weeks it's just been really really too hard with work to get out even for the evening classes because I used to do it in the morning mornings now have become crazy um because I pretty much work eastern but I used to be able to go in the evenings not anymore so i was just like you know what this isn't working out anymore and i don't know what got into my head um it might have been someone who i know that is like a big crunch person and he was like think about crunch again um but anyway i did think about crunch again and maybe i was served a tiktok where someone was doing the 12 3 30 workout which blew up during covid it's essentially you just go on the treadmill put the treadmill on 12 incline and three speed so that means you're walking briskly on a high incline and you do that for 30 minutes and that's all you do and you just do that every day and a lot of people have been able to lose weight with it now i didn't go too far down the rabbit hole just enough to read the like healthline.com articles and they were all like yeah this is great you should just add on something else as well weights and make sure you stretch and shit so i was like you know what this might actually be better for me because like on the days where i'm working more than 12 hours which is such a disgusting but on those days this gym is open 5 a.m to 11 p.m like surely i'll come to jesus at like 10 p.m at the latest and we'll be able to pop over and do my little 30 minutes and leave and um because i'd be going up and down so much with my with my health and fitness practices the inconsistency is really the devil for me so even though like i always want to when i'm planning something make it the perfect workout and i feel like a a man of my age should be doing more than an incline walk but at the same time like what's that phrase don't let perfection be the enemy of the good or something like that i had an old boss that said that to me a few years ago and i honestly think about it all the time because we can fuss over the details like at the end of the day if i do this and i do some strength work even once a week like i will be thriving and it just it hit breaking point for me with the other place because i just was missing so many classes and it was actually hurting my heart um that's really dramatic but anyway so i called crunch on the last day of june and they hooked me up with like you know the best deal they could i was like working everything out with your man so i got a really good monthly rate for only 60 dollars for access to this one gym whenever i want um but the reason it's the gayest gym ever and sorry this is like the more interesting part probably but it's on it's basically on sunset boulevard you're looking onto sunset boulevard it's in this like outdoor shopping complex now that's kind of 
a strip mall. It's a small kind of strip mall, except it's underground parking, but that's kind of the vibe. It's kind of like a circular strip mall. It's looking out onto Sunset. It actually has gorgeous views out onto Sunset. I'd been to that mall before, and I was always like, this is trash, but now I have like a totally new perception of it. It's the best thing ever, right? Listen to this. It has two and a half hours free validated parking. It has a Trader Joe's. It has a CVS Health. It has a Starbucks. It has a European Wax Center. Like, it has everything the millennial gay man needs to survive in the city. And I already know just from what my lifestyle is like, this is just going to be everything because... I'm never going to be stuck for not having the food I need in the house and having to get like a takeout of some sort. Even though I usually get healthy takeout, it's still an expense. I'm never going to be stuck. I can get all my prescriptions filled there like Lexapro, hello, and obviously start as well. So easy. So I don't need to do multiple stops because like a multiple stop, even if it's all in the same vicinity, can add on so much to your commute. Do you know what I mean? so this is ideal this is so ideal and honestly they're perfect in there they're so nice um but like not annoying like they kind of just leave you be and like the treadmills are all on the same floor as the changing rooms they have like rituals shampoo and stuff in there nothing crazy but like the showers are nice there's always loads of treadmills free for me and i just realized i'm a person that like get stressed from working out because I don't like it and the fact that F45 makes you like flail around and like you never know what's coming next for a lot of people that would be a really positive thing but for me it's not like I want to go and switch off mentally so this workout thing that I've been doing just for a week this treadmill thing has been amazing because I just go I'm not worried about it. I switch off. I break a lot of sweat. I get very sweaty, way sweatier than I get in F45 because F45, I guess, is a bit more muscle-based. And honestly, like when the instructor's not looking, like I'm not doing anything. But yeah, so this is so much better. And I just, I had like, um, I think I have three full, three sessions with a trainer. So I met him the other day and he was really nice and like walked me through some stuff but like I'm not going to do sessions because they end up being so much so expensive but I am going to just like get a little program online a basic like weight program that I can follow like even just like twice a week um and let's see how that goes I'm still trying to lose like 10 pounds but like to be honest like I mean I've just I just had like a hungry day today and um yeah it's just like when are you gonna, when are you planning on losing those 10 pounds baby because you need to take action on it but maybe this week because i'm going to san diego pride on friday so it would be nice to be in better shape for that so that's a little mini goal for me to go easy on all the food the chocolate pretzels the chocolate covered marshmallows um those are that's kind of the worst fit right now i just felt like i had to mention those because people think that i'm actually anorexic and i'm not like yeah i probably have some kind of eating disorder and like trigger warning obviously if you have an eating disorder and you're listening to this like it's not probably fun to listen to someone who's trying to lose weight um and i don't obviously like desperately need to lose weight it's just more of an aesthetic thing i'd like to be leaner but um just needed to mention like that it is chocolate that i'm actually chocolate things that i'm eating a lot of like so it's not like i'm actually depriving myself i have great meals and stuff it's just that like i need to chop off that extra fucking thousand calories a day that i get from gorging all around me oh yeah and obviously the gym is quite cruisy which i do want to talk about briefly because that is something else that would have stopped me from joining a year ago so i I feel like i'm proud of my little fitness journey because number one i'm not comfortable in a gym environment so i'd be a bit embarrassed i'm not in my element i don't have like muscles or anything so i feel like i just feel like you know not that great i feel like people are judging me even though they probably just make tiny judgments in their head and don't think about me again and there's nothing i can do about that anyway but so that would have kept me out of the gym a little bit that puts me more into a class place because that at least you don't have to make these decisions for yourself or float around not knowing what you're doing at the weight rack kind of thing and like have someone ask you for a weight that you're using and just like get totally flustered like I'm just not trying to deal with any of that um and secondly because it's such a homosexual gym there's like there's like a 
cruising element um I know I have some straight girlies listening cruising is like when you're just like looking for sex and you're kind of like staring at other guys kind of thing um and like there's certain places that are it's going to be more common and like a, a gay gym it's going to be really common so and I have noticed like that kind of activity obviously um and I don't mean to be homophobic but like I'm also just like not there for that because I'm so uncomfortable like I don't need mean to be sex negative I'm so happy for anyone who wants to do that but like right now I'm just like I'm still just in a like don't look at me face like come say hi to me like when I have my shirt on but like do not stop staring at me um when I'm in the shower area do not try and make a weird eye contact with me like I would just rather not at this time I'll come back on the pod and let you know when I'm open for business and I am open for business you just need to chat to me do you know what I mean I'm not going to just like start tugging at my dick I'm really not in a casual sex vibe at the moment anyway to be honest I'm kind of more like why would I bother if I'm not like obsessed with the person and he's obsessed with me so that's where I'm at right now but I have I don't I don't really obviously even know how much I want to talk about this on this podcast um but obviously I'm super comfortable with the 15 people that are listening because they're all my best friends um but Denny one of my wonderful friends Denny over here has been promising to come on and we'll do a dating episode because he is so goddamn funny and he'll bring out those stories that I have as well but okay that's all my personal little shit but I wanted to talk okay so what we're going to talk about today is Britney Spears Kyle Richards Maurizio Omansky Teddy Mellencamp Tamara Judge and Two T's in a Pod podcast Real Houses of Orange County um when the first two topics are kind of big and the other ones we're just gonna like touch on okay so basically this big story this week that broke out was Britney Spears getting back slapped by a NBA athlete's bodyguard at catch in Vegas which I think is in the fuck what's the name of the hotel I stayed there something with beginning with a it's behind the cosmopolitan anyway doesn't really matter um it's a lovely hotel and it's like much more like easy breezy over there but anyway so i don't know i don't even want to i don't really have much to say about this other than i love that girl and the funniest part to me especially i read it before it was the video was posted but if you listen to the video or just read about it like she you can see her running up behind him she's literally a fan of him she tries to tap him on the back the bodyguard like just like full-on backhands her which is just like it's not it's she wasn't holding a gun do you know what i mean like i get it they're probably obviously the guy didn't realize it was britney spirits so it doesn't really matter it's just like the girl like the girl wasn't holding a gun like it's fine he's in vegas at a hotel like going to catch it's not like he's like at church or like in a playground with his kids do you know what i mean like he's at catch like that's where you go and you want to get seen and talk to other celebs and stuff and you should be so lucky that britney wants to talk to you i'm so sorry but anyway so gets backhanded by the bodyguard in the video i saw you can't really see how hard it is but like i can imagine you know that feeling in your nose when like a ball hits you or something um that's kind of how i felt but i think also she would have just been very shocked and if you're a fan of britney or someone who follows britney closely you'll know that she has issues around being touched and personal space and things like that because obviously she is britney spears and if anybody knows what it feels like to be swarmed by crowds guys just google britney spears paparazzi google britney spears fans like if you're not actually familiar with it like it's insane and also working the way that she did for so many years she has had handler after handler after handler touching her face touching her hair touching her body um completely objectifying her and so i think that i don't think that's good for anybody's mental health and i would say that has like you know some of the things that we look at her and think are unusual i think some of it comes from that because she's just like no i don't want to deal with this so anyway but the best part of it all was when she screams out this is fucking america or whatever in her like british accent like 
she's just too fucking good she's just too good she's everything she's literally everything i love that woman she's just everything so anyway she still went down this is little this is not being as reported as much then she went into the restaurant and her party took um paulie d's booth that he was sitting in and he had left his like sunglasses and his bag there and gone to the restroom he hadn't ordered yet and um they just like sat down there so it's not clear just yet as of recording whether the hostess messed up or one of the groups messed up and just sat down when they shouldn't have supposed to but anyway paulie went back and apparently they all joked about it and he took his stuff and went to another table but i thought that was a funny part of it but um yeah just a little a little unfortunate but i um because she's venturing back out slowly and we like to see her venturing out doing kind of quote unquote normal things and just enjoying herself and something like this is like a setback you know what i mean someone who who i feel is vulnerable should be encouraged and treated better um while they get their feet kind of stable so this is kind of a sad story but i will say her statements on the topic have been really good and really coherent um so that was nice but yeah and some amazing amazing memes came out of it like i think britney at britney the stan on twitter posted like photos of britney playing basketball back in the day and he was like i think i'd love to see a one-on-one britney versus this guy who would win and it's like obviously britney she's the most talented person in the world but okay, some better Britney news. There are some serious rumors getting gaining momentum that she has a new song coming with Will I Am, which is really exciting. So here's why I'm taking these rumors kind of seriously because there have been music rumors. There's always music rumors with Britney. I think the last most credible ones were that she was going to have a song on the idol soundtrack you know the hbo show that the weekend did with the lily Lily rose depp which is so heavily influenced by britney spears and her life so there were some pretty credible rumors at one point that she was going to be involved with that i have a feeling that like she turned it she was offered and turned it down but anyway here's what's happening with will i am allegedly so if you don't know if you're you probably well if you'd have to live under a rock to not remember scream and shout their like worldwide hit from like 2012 kind of at like the height of edm club music um that was a great song and after that will i am exec produced the album britney jean i think that was britney's eighth was it seven or it was her eighth studio album most of the fans think it's her worst one i don't i think it was great it's quite like the vocals are questionable on it there's parts where we think it's one of her background singers doing the vocals and not britney but i think it was like a good like edm album now it's not her best but like i still listen to it and i still enjoy the songs but anyway they have always seemed to have a good relationship will is a bit of like an odd doc but i think they connect like on muse on the musical element of things and a couple of months ago will was doing press for something i think in like australia and he was asked about her as most celebrities who have any connection with her are asked and he said something really vague like i think he was asked like would you ever work with britney again and he was like well you'll just have to wait and see which if it was anybody else now i'm paraphrasing i'm actually not sure what he said but if it was anybody else who was kind of like half teasing something, I'd probably be like, oh, that person's just being hopeful and maybe trying to rustle up some interest. And then that person will be able to use that interest to like convince Britney's people to do a collab. But Will I Am is not a thirsty bitch. Like Will I Am has plenty going on. He's kind of, he's like a musical, what's that word for someone who's like really good at music and I don't I want I don't want to say he's a musical genius but he's someone who like music flows out of him like I'd say he wakes up and goes to bed and is just tinkering away with the synthesizer and a keyboard and making raps and making I'd say he's the worst person to live with I'd say he's like tapping away at the saucepans and the fikes and the fikes the forks and knives just like rapping and shit um but obviously he's made some incredible music over the years I feel like he's not like in fashion at the moment but anyway the Black Eyed Peas have reformed and 
whatever else but so that happened and then the sun reported in the last couple of days that it's actually official that they recorded a song they're really excited about it it's called mind your business and it's supposed to come out next month and it was written by will i am and britney and somebody called jonathan goldstein who goes by johnny apparently so i was like okay this is getting pretty real and it's pretty similar to how hold me closer the elton john collaboration was reported last year so i was like okay this might actually be happening and then I was just like, and then it got registered. Sorry, it got registered on one of those like music sites that they have to register credits to, with you know, Britney, Will I Am, and Johnny listed as the writers, and a bunch of like producers and stuff listed. So it looks pretty legit. It looks like it was something that was made by like Will and Johnny, and Britney came in and did her thing on because it's a similar credits to like other stuff that they've collaborated on. So it's obviously their kind of team. Um, and Britney obviously doesn't have like an established musical team at the moment because she hasn't been steadily working on music she's just like potentially jumping in and doing these collabs when it suits her so I looked up Johnny Goldstein because I wasn't familiar I think he's a bit of a newcomer he's an Israeli music producer I just wanted to like get a sense of is this real and what will it sound like if it is um so he's an Israeli music producer he's been producing over there for a long time and then he broke out in the last couple of years and he has produced for some pretty big names but a lot of them are remixes like he did the Break My Soul remix with that Will I Am did um, for the Beyonce song Break My Soul which I'm obsessed with and would be an amazing Britney song or an amazing Britney collab Um, so the main things that I found that he are involved with are like the new Black Eyed Peas stuff and the new Coyle Ray album. She's this rapper that I really like. Um, the album just came out and it has not been successful, but I think it's just because she's a new artist and like people are not checking for her. But I listened to it today and it's like vibey, urban, quite slinky, sleek beats. Like the beat, the production is very, very slick on it. It kind of remind, and there are a lot of like hip hop samples, like classic hip hop samples, um, which is obviously very trendy at the moment to sample and a song that was a hit before and like put a twist on it. Like that seems to be like the hit recipe that everyone's trying to do. But it reminded me a lot of like just the funky songs that Britney has been choosing to um, dance to in her Instagram videos. So I was like, yeah, okay, this could be legit. Um, because I think this is the music that Britney is vibing towards lately and I think it will be really really fun to hear her on it and obviously a song called Mind Your Business like yeah we need that obviously we need that it would just be lovely if she did one or two collaborations a year and like I think this strategy seems like something that could work for her as well you know rather than going into a full album production mode and any kind of promo or touring that's gonna just be like like maybe not helpful for her personally um but hopefully this will be like i'd love to just have let her have music as an express like purely as for the creative expression of it and we can all deal but obviously that's me talking as a fan but the other big entertainment news story i want to talk about is the alleged separation of Kyle Richards and Maurizio Mansky. I'm not even fully sure what's happening here if I need to say alleged anymore. But Kyle Richards is the star and the face of Real Houses of Beverly Hills. She's the only one who's been on it since the beginning. So she's been on it 12 years now. They just wrapped season 13, I believe. And she is of the famous Richard sisters. Her, Kathy and Kim, Kyle and Kim were like pretty big child actors. And then Kathy went on to marry Rick Hilton and have Paris and Nikki Hilton. So Kyle is their aunt. And um, the whole family is just like TV and Hollywood gold and so entertaining. But I think. I think this came as a shock to a lot of people. I talked about it briefly on a TikTok right when it came out, but I think if anyone has watched Bravo, even in passing, like even people who don't like watch Bravo a lot, like people generally are a big fan of Kyle because she seems kind of down to earth and funny 
and she's pretty self-aware i would say of like some of the insanity that goes on in beverly hills which is kind of a funny perspective for her to have considering she grew up in the insanity but she does authentically carry that um and i think they were like relatable as a couple but also super aspirational like number one when the show started like they were not the ideal couple idealized couple on it at all like they were there beside camille Grammer and um who's the name who's what's fraser's name kelsey Grammer. kelsey Grammer. um kelsey being like a big big tv star and camille being like this perfect blonde wife and adrian maloof and her husband again like mega mega rich and like kind of powerhouse people and then lisa vanderpump and ken like super rich biz british business people with british accents and the other couples that were on the show and maurizio and kyle were like the less rich ones he was like literally a real estate agent for rick hilton i'm sure he was doing well they had a gorgeous single family home and they had like all their kids and everything so like they're still in beverly hills but they weren't like the big big couple and they were just more relatable because you could tell they actually spent time together and they actually looked after the kids i'm sure they had help as well but it was just on a much smaller scale more relatable this is before a lot of the cosmetic tweaking that Kyle's had done over the years um and over time it they turned out to be the most solid couple or so it seemed you know there was a, a lot of rumors about Maurizio cheating on Kyle with various women or being seen with various women and those seemed to have some legs early on it was a big storyline on season three when some of the other women tried to bring it up and Kyle got really really upset about it and ever since that they've kind of done a really good job of anytime any kind of rumor comes out they just like laugh and they're just like like whether they're on a red carpet talking about it or on a podcast or on the show they're just like you know people have been saying stuff about us for years and we just have to not think about it we just know our marriage is strong and we hang out with other couples who have strong marriages and we just don't focus on that kind of stuff they just gave answers that seemed like authentic and confident and comfortable and secure <clears throat> and i'm one that's like so you could never really prove it either way there was never like a picture that came out of maurizio kissing anyone or doing it there was never like texts that came out or at least nothing that was like so big that was like really verified so in the absence of that i'm just like well okay i'll just give them the benefit of the doubt until we know not to and then like last year a lot of rumors about maurizio and dorit started to circulate and um even got brought up at the reunion because it was just like going so hard and kyle and dorit are really close and maurizio is close with pk so they hang out as couples all the time and people were just like chit-chatting about photos that have been taken of Maurizio and Dorit, like greeting each other and kissing and stuff. And I think it's just like, Maurizio gives a big like, Mwah, every time he sees his friends, I just always dismissed it. Now, like I might be talking crap because I haven't looked into like every single bit of the evidence, but I was just always like, I'm more likely not believing this than I am. And like, honestly, in the last like four years, I would say since the whole LVP leaving the show but increasingly so kyle richards has had a lot of vocal haters on twitter um and there's certain people in housewives universe but in life in general that you are just not going to please and they're not going to have something good to say about you like if her and mauricio stay together or work it out it's all fake and oh well they'll never leave each other because that would look bad and if they divorce it'll be like oh well look at her now she couldn't even hang on to her man it's just like it's just always going to be something negative negative. and if you're one of those people like i don't know babe just like touch grass so those rumors had been swirling about dorit but they seem to have stopped and then we got to the craziest rumors yet in the last like six months i would say so kyle made a quote unquote friend in Morgan Wade, country singer, not to be confused with country singer, singer Morgan Wallen. I It's so confusing, and I don't really know who either of them are. I just know that the guy was in a big controversy for saying the N-word on tape a few years ago, but continues to be, like, 
he's like constantly number one on the Billboard Hot 100 and I don't understand it because I I only know one of his songs like country people are like obviously crazy supporters because I don't know how this guy is like so incredibly successful but anyway so then Morgan Wade I believe is the female country singer and I listened to her biggest song um today but I mean I don't really want to be I don't really want to disparage anybody's musical talent and I haven't dug deep enough into it yet but she's like a lower level country star sorry Morgan but anyway so they like became friends about a year ago let's say and people were noticing that Kyle was posting her a lot hanging out with her a lot she met her family at different things um she started to get like tattoos like her hmm are they wearing matching rings hmm is this a matching tattoo and like at some point like and honestly i was watching this like it was a heart tattoo i was like well me and stephanie nearly got heart tattoos in vegas together yeah it would have been a matching tattoo but it doesn't mean they were having sex so even but like also everybody has a heart like anybody who has a bunch of tattoos has a heart and Again, maybe I'm naive because sometimes these things come out and be end up being totally true and I'm like, wow, I gave them so much benefit of the doubt and I shouldn't have. Like, what? What was I thinking? But when I saw these things on TikTok, I didn't even watch them. I saw these people deep diving into everything and I'm just like, I'm just not here for it. I'm not here for the like, look at this. On December 21st, she posted, wow, isn't the sky blue? Um, and on December 20th, the other girl had posted wouldn't it be nice if the sky was blue like that's what it seems like to me even though there are more strong links than that and then like Kathy and Kyle and Kim were at I think Kim's daughter's wedding I don't remember somebody's wedding one of their daughter's weddings and like it was cute because Kyle and Kathy have reconciled or at least did at the wedding and I was just so happy to see that because I love the three sisters together and they're always fucking fighting anyway so they reconciled and then they did a live and Kathy was like we have a secret because literally Kathy talks like that and Kyle just like rolled her eyes and looked at her and was like why, why are you saying that they're gonna say they're gonna start saying something weird about me because but I'm like, Kathy surely was not talking about Kyle's separation from Maurizio at that moment. But you honestly never know what Kathy. She's so fucking funny. Um, so then, anyway, I think it came out like the next day or something via People magazine. But there was no, like, quoted... This is what was, uh, confused me afterwards, right? Because People magazine, again... Like, if you're someone who reads, like, celebrity things, People magazine is, like, the celebrity voice, right? So, like, everything that's in People magazine will have been sanctioned by a publicist or an agent or a manager or, like, a celebrity's team. Or it's just written about a celebrity. It's always positive. They don't do salacious things. If they end up doing something about a separation or a divorce or something that is negative, it's a soft, um, positive spin. It's like, unfortunately, we didn't work out. You know what I mean? They don't... They just don't get into the drama of it and they're always sanctioned by celebrities whereas like a star magazine or national inquirer or a lot of the blog sites like radar online every now and then they obviously get scoop and turn out to be totally right but also a lot of the time what they write turns out to be wrong um because it's not it's not vetted to the highest levels at the like at least not always allegedly um but more so than the vetting process i'm not even trying to criticize the vetting process of the ones that are not you know completely ran by the celebrities and their teams it's more that they'll post like more negative things more like gotcha articles more unflattering articles so the fact that this came out in people means that it should be entirely legit. So the People article essentially said that Kyle and Maurizio have completely have been separated. They've been separated for a few months now. They're still living under the same roof. Things are hard, but they're very amicable. And that was basically it. So though everybody, this is I think on Monday right before July fourth. So everybody kind of freaked out. Like I don't know. This is like big news if you're involved in this world at all 
But yeah, I think I mentioned this already, but nobody in the article, usually it's like a source for Richard said, or a source for Richards and Umansky said this. There was nothing like that. There was no quotes, but it was like, it's been confirmed, um, which is not as strong as people as usually would have. And then Kyle and Maurizio both, I think the following day or maybe the day after, on July, I think on July 4th, I'm not sure, put out an were first first of all they were spotted having like breakfast together somewhere in Aspen somebody took a photo of them and which I was like surely they went out to be photographed together and then they put out a a statement that said the same thing on both their Instagram saying um basically like we are not getting divorced any reports of a divorce are false um but it is true that we have had the hardest year ever of our marriage and we're still like trying to figure everything out. I'm paraphrasing, by the way. Um, they said, while it might be fun to speculate, we are uh, like for entertainment. We ask that you don't engage with these like outlandish theories, and nobody has done any wrongdoing here. And we hope that you can respect us and our families, kind of thing. So, I think a lot of people were like like my immediate reaction was like oh okay so it wasn't true then they're just they're admitting that like they went through a hard time but like they're not getting divorced but i mean you'll note that like they never said they're not separating or they're not separated and they never said you know kyle's not in a relationship with morgan and maurizio's not in a relationship with some other random woman um because they just said there's no evidence of wrongdoing so maybe they have been in other relationships and they've just been honest with each other about it and while they work through everything so i don't know what the future holds for them obviously we're speculating now but like nothing is in bad energy like want the best for them um just unfortunate because they were such a lovely couple like as part of this world 27 years or something is a very 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 long time they have grown children now it's kind of interesting though it's like have they like realized their full lives together not only have they all these beautiful children but they built a massive empire together like with kyle's profile growing through the show so much um she was able to help springboard maurizio becoming independent from rick hilton's um hilton and highland agency and starting his own real estate firm called the agency which is now massive and is the subject of netflix's buying beverly hills but more than the reality show like i think it's like a um multi-hundred million dollar business i know that their net worth has shot up a lot in the last five years alone from like a few million to i think a hundred million reportedly and i do think it's true because i mean you can see in the way they're living they're living a lot bigger bigger homes more homes um but also just like mauricio is the broker at the agency and and like obviously he gets a cut of all these massive massive homes that they're selling so anyway um so i'm just kind of wondering like do they just feel like their lives are totally realized together and i know kyle is not drinking anymore like has that changed her dynamic with mo because you would always see them like he would get high and she'd be drinking and they'd be partying and dancing together like maybe they lost that connection point and maybe this morgan girl is sober and they're connecting so much more over that like emotionally Obviously, I didn't even want to bring her up, but everyone is bringing up Alison Dubois, the psychic in season one of Beverly Hills, who said, who was like brought in by Camille, who was out for Kyle Richards' neck at that point. And at the dinner party, she was like, Maurizio will never emotionally fulfill you. Know that. He will never emotionally fulfill you. And Kyle was like, he does emotionally fulfill me. And everybody was like, everybody now was like, Allison was right. She knew. And it's like... Allison is a crook, let's be honest. Allison is an alleged crook. Like, come on, she just didn't like Kyle. She just didn't like the look of her and, and wanted to say mean things. And also, Allison predicted that Kyle would only ever get married twice. So let's see how that one works out. Because she's very young and she's in a new prime. She's dropped dead gorgeous. She's just dropped like 20 pounds, allegedly from Ozempic. Um, she looks like she looks sensational and she's apparently in love with morgan so i would not be surprised if those two get married or if she marries somebody else 
if in fact her and Maurizio are separating and or divorcing um which it looks like they may be heading toward there was another article that like they just made some money moves um which analysts are saying signals that you know they're preparing to separate financially um obviously they would have a lot to sort through um there's probably no, no prenup i mean their marriage predates any money being between them but they're also just good people who i think can be rational i don't think that either of them would want to fuck the other one over in terms of the money i think it would just be a split down the middle situation it's a pretty 50 50 sitch in terms of how they built their wealth obviously the the business is Maurizio's, but like he would not have been able to do it without Kyle, I do not think. So I think it should be 50-50. Just my little two cents. Um, because obviously they're likely to hire me as the arbitrator. Okay, but speaking of the story, you may not you may know that Two Teas in a Pod, the Housewives recap podcast and just like life podcast by Teddy and Tamara is one of my favorite podcasts. It's like the most successful podcast in TV and film definitely the most successful housewife podcast i was just listening to their latest episodes today and i really think the success is like obviously they talk about the stuff that's going on and then they get headlines from that but honestly it's the beginning of the podcast when they're catching up on their weeks like i'm just so intrigued like i just love to hear what the girls are getting up to and like what they do for their holidays and like timer was just saying that she um her and eddie just closed on a home in big bear that they're excited about but they'll need to do it up like i don't know just chit chat like that's what i'm here for so anyway teddy mellencamp is very very close to kyle richards they met filming real houses of beverly hills and have remained have they're like famously close like teddy is like it's part of the like their haters like really hate on the relationship but so they have remained very close. I did I did notice that she wasn't... I felt like Teddy wasn't being posted as much by Kyle or vice versa. And I was like, hmm, maybe Morgan has taken that spot. That's what also why I wasn't suspecting that Kyle was in an inappropriate relationship with Morgan. Because she's always had like close female friends. So anyway, Teddy is very close with Kyle. Teddy is also known for talking like about everything going on in Housewives. And she usually has pretty interesting hot takes um i don't always agree with her hot takes but i think she's like very forthcoming and puts it out there and she gets herself into trouble but she's generally not unkind i don't think um and funnily enough tamra kind of softens her on the podcast which is so funny because if you watch them on their shows you would think it would be the opposite because tamra comes across much more wild and teddy much more reserved and controlled but anyway so i knew about this because i saw it on social media but when i listened to the podcast today it was their first time filming after the holiday and talking about the news about kyle and Maurizio's split and i will criticize the fact that teddy put off talking about it for the whole episode because i just feel like when there's something you need to get off your chest in an episode as a podcaster myself to a podcast that goes out worldwide to 15 listeners I just think just get it off your chest just go don't um I also have this from like presentation design from work and stuff like just lead with your don't do a big dramatic build because you actually make the news then sound really like anticlimactic unless it's something really exciting just lead with your point and follow it up I rather I would have preferred that they just open with the situation and how they wanted to handle it and then go on to the other um lighter topics because this was the biggest news topic and i do think that like they got people's back up a bit that way because it almost feels like you're being hoodwinked when you listen to like 30 40 minutes of an episode before you hear teddy say actually i'm not going to talk about this topic at all sorry um but that's become a mini scandal in itself on twitter that teddy basically came out and said hey guys like listen i'm just so like i know this is my job and whatever but like everybody has boundaries and me and tamara and our producers talked and said and like we've decided that like i teddy mellencamp i'm just not going to discuss this situation because obviously i'm very close with kyle and you know i just i don't even want to say more but like obviously it's very sad for everyone involved but i just don't really want to I just don't really want to engage in this one and um, I hope you guys can understand. But instead, we're going to have Tamara talk about it with um, Carlos King, who's another well-known Housewives podcaster and also a producer of Housewives shows. And then they cut to Carlos and Tamara 
doing like a pre-recorded section where they talked about it and broke it down so my only like constructive criticism is i think you guys should have just done that at the beginning of the episode but obviously with anything teddy Mellencamp does it becomes a fucking shit show on twitter because there are psycho fans i'm so sorry that are like so anti-teddy i'm just like just stop i cannot imagine there's plenty of people that i dislike and irritate me but i cannot imagine going on every day and tweeting something negative about someone or to someone like i'm worried about you i'm worried about you touch grass i should call the episode touch grass um like genuinely i'm worried about you but also just like just why are you being so nasty i don't get it but anyway so everyone's freaking out at teddy being like it's just like that girl is damned if she does damned if she doesn't i don't even want to talk about it anymore i i threaded about it i had a hit thread you guys i'm becoming a big deal on threads um not really but i had like a 40 liked by 40 people thread um and i am going to try and be more active on the platform because um it would be nice if this podcast found you know a broader community or even just a small little community but i adore my 15 listeners who are also my best friends okay so that's that um Okay, just briefly on Real Houses of Orange County, I'm actually going to go and watch the latest episode right now, which I'm excited about, but I've been really, really enjoying it. It's just so light and easy. I love Tamara. Like, she's great. I um, And I'll just, the only commentary I'll share on it is that I'm also really enjoying Heather Dubrow this season. She's one of those housewives where I will hate her one season and like her the next season and i think i do fundamentally like her i just don't like her when she's on defense like when she's attacking someone like i'm absolutely team taylor in the whole whole argument they're having if you're not watching taylor and heather are arguing because taylor who is a former real houses of beverly hills and the first housewife to cross franchises she's now a friend of on Orange County so that means she's not a full housewife she's like a guest star kind of thing which is at all the events she just doesn't have all the home life scenes that the rest of them do so Taylor is pursuing an acting career and she is on this like seems like an independent production that's taking place in Ohio whatever she was preparing to film for that and she was talking about it on the show and she mentioned it to Heather Dubrow who used to be a working actress in like the 90s and maybe the early 2000s not even being shady i'm just trying to be contextual because that's part of the whole fight but basically heather was on like maybe two sitcoms um she was probably on more but like she had two significant roles that i'm aware of like she led her own sitcom that ran for a season or half a season but at the time that was like 22 episodes and she guest starred in a bunch of other things so she was that's that's such an amazing achievement but like the thing about heather is like she has never let go like then she ended up meeting terry moving down to orange county and starting a family and living in like this massive mansion as the wife of a plastic surgeon and she's really most famous for being a pretty iconic real houses of orange county housewife so and she's always been like kind of resentful of that and that i think i that just rubs me the wrong way because i'm just like girl just be grateful and like she's brought it up to her husband terry who seems delightful by the way she's brought it up to him several times over the years when i've watched and she's just like you know i i put my life on hold to do all this for years and all this is in raise our family and look after our family and now it's time to look after me like she's tried to make that her storyline for so many years and i'm just like you're you're kind of being so rude to your family and first of all you made that choice you made that choice and you have so much help you absolutely could have kept going acting and to be honest like were you bookable like were you gonna get booked or did your career just come to a natural end like i don't know the answer to that and i'm not saying i'm not saying it's one way or the other but like i'm just saying like i hope heather at the end of the day even though it's okay to complain and whatever but i hope she can just step back and just like realize like i'm sure she made the right decision her family is lovely her husband is lovely she had a great life and i think she should just enjoy it i'm sure she does but anyway i'm just like stop whining but she has this real like holier than thou thing so when taylor armstrong this like washed up housewife allegedly some some would say like people don't people don't respect taylor armstrong she, when taylor armstrong has a role in a movie and asks heather to be a part of it heather's like 
excuse me, you're asking me, Heather Dubrow, of XYZ sitcom that nobody ever knew about to be in your movie? Like, I'm way above you. And she was, like, really mean and condescending to her. Guys, why am I even recounting this story? I'm like, I'm not even sure. Oh, okay, this is why I don't like Heather. This is why I don't like Heather. So it's in these situations where I don't like Heather. She's so condescending. She tries to be above the others and she has all these pretenses. I have noticed a lot of Housewives fans, the Twitter fans, love the pretentious Housewives. I don't. It's just not my thing. I like the down and dirty Housewives. But when I love Heather is when she is vulnerable and real and opens up about being insecure about anything because it just humanizes her whether it's she's insecure because now that Tamara is back Tamara and Shannon are becoming closer friends than she is with either of them or she had a scene last year with her one of her kids that really moved me um I think the kid had come out as bisexual and the kid was like hey should I take this off my TikTok or the pride flag off my TikTok because people are commenting hateful things and Heather was like what they are that's awful but please don't like you're what you're doing is so important and powerful and i was just like for someone who heather who is like white and beautiful and wealthy and i think grew up i don't know if she grew up wealthy but she grew up well educated and everything and now is super rich and living in a conservative area and doesn't have to care like is not exposed to any of this apart from being in entertainment is probably not exposed to much lgbt stuff for her to just get it and just be so strong and real in the fact that like her her child is making a difference by being open about her sexuality and that when your child comes to you in a situation like that you absolutely should be supportive of them um and give them the courage that they need to do whatever their path is i'm obviously saying if the child had come to them and and said like listen i really want to take it down i'm sure heather would have comforted her as well like and let her take it down it was heather wasn't being like overly forceful but she was like no like you're making a difference and then the girl felt better about it um afterwards and i just think that that is rare and unique and powerful and we should like applaud those moments and I think she had something similar. I don't actually know the details, so I'm going to butcher it. But like, I think one of her children is identifying not as the gender that they were assigned at birth. I don't know if they're fully transitioning or just going as non-binary or whatever it is. But like Heather came, Heather and the child like told the story. I think on social media, and was pretty critic was criticized for it by another prominent ex housewife who's like a total psychopath allegedly. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people just random people viewers and stuff were also criticizing her because the child is not like 18 and stuff but I'm like guys these people know before they're 18 and also like it's not the end of the world if you're like non-binary one minute and you're not the next like who cares so I'm not even going to get into that today because we've already been on for like a fucking hour but basically um, that obviously is really close to my heart and it just feels authentic when it comes from heather but anytime she's vulnerable at all i think we love her and i think it's interesting because last season she tried to do the tough guy thing on shannon and it didn't work out well for her because she can be overly tough when she's triggered she can be so tough and hard on the women but like seeing these more vulnerable sides of her and the protective sides of her um just really make me come around to her and i think but as a whole though i think this cast is really really great and really really strong it has all the people that i want to keep me interested and even the more like quote unquote normal housewives i think they're needed as well like a lot of people are calling for the end of gina and emily and have been for a long time emily has obviously totally come into her own i think um and it's pretty entertaining and gina Gina's causing some good amount of drama this season so far. And also, I listened to her on the Danny, Danny Pellegrino podcast, and she's so much more likable on that than she is on the show. I don't know what it is about her on the show. She's just not very likable. But like, whatever, maybe we'll get there. Okay, I think that's all for today, you guys. That's all for this week. Um, but anyway, I'm posting this probably gonna be tuesday by the time i post this so i hope you're having a lovely week i will probably be holed up working my little ass off so send me some encouragement please 
I don't know why work has been so crazy. It's supposed to be goddamn summertime, um, but I did not work at half this weekend because last week was so crazy and I was like, no, I'm not doing it. Um, but say a prayer that I go to crunch every single day and do my stupid little treadmill workout and also that I don't forget to stretch my groin out because I already know that's going to be a problem. And um, yeah, get me on Instagram for updates from San Diego Pride. I kind of need it. I need like a party weekend and just like a let loose weekend. So I'm really excited for that. But anyway, I hope you have a lovely week. Please send me comments, thoughts, reviews, ideas, questions, and go ahead and follow me on threads. That's where it's at. We're at Allegedly Fabulous on threads. But I love you so much. Have a lovely day. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. I really appreciate you. You can find us at Allegedly Fabulous everywhere on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Definitely please go ahead and give us a five-star rating if you liked it and a review. Share it with a friend you think would be interested. And we're on social media as well, pretty much everywhere. So Instagram at Allegedly Fabulous, Threads at Allegedly Fabulous, Twitter at Allegedly Fab, I think, and TikTok also at Allegedly Fabulous. And you can also get me on Instagram at Kevin T. Loftus. Thank you so much again for listening. Until next time, love you, bye.